0: The Evermore Podcast is now sponsored by WFST Total Compliance. WFST provides fire safety requirements UK-wide to prepare you and your employees should the worst happen. Do what you do best and visit wfst.co.uk today. Enjoy the episode. Good evening, everyone. welcome back to the last ever, ever more of the season. We love that video so much, Mark. That's, that video's not changed at all next season, hopefully until we don't go out the Champions League, but I'm not going to talk about that. So this is the last show of the season, last official show of the season, and with it, we've got our end-of-season awards. So we're going to get through loads of this in a minute. I'm joined by a few of our award winners. I've got the man with the most volatile pet of 2023 that causes more bother than Craig Bellamy at an airport. We've got Mark, the owner of the podcast, We've also got the most travelled mag in the Evermore squad in Lee Forster, who sadly is swapping Ezak for IKEA this summer, but he's been trying to grid and there. And we've also got the founder of the dick, the No Dickhead policy, Mr. PK himself. That's just deserves a twenty twenty three medal anyway. How are you doing, guys? You okay?
1: <laughs> Good thank you. Brilliant.
0: We we do have some notable mentions though, as well, for some of the pod members who have made this channel so enjoyable this year and they win some prizes as well. So, I have an award for the most WhatsApp messages sent a single day goes to Carl for 2023 for 6,795 messages. Good to see you, Carl. (laughs) Uh, I've, I've also got the winner of Worst Lightning of the Year 2023 goes to the one and only Ash, who's already in the comments. I've seen you already, Ash. We've also got the winner of the most requests for a fight in the WhatsApp group of 2023 <laughs> goes to Saima. Good to see you, Saima. And also the best Pep Guardiola lookalike of 2023. Nothing but Audi in that. And the smoothest velvet voice clearly goes to the Welsh Wizard, Dai. So massive love and respect to the guys who are on tonight. You are all with us in my view. So let's get stuck in. As we always say before, if you're new to the channel, please click subscribe. We'd love you to come and join us. We're on over 3,600 subscribers. We've had a phenomenal year as evermore. There's loads of room for, for new subscribers. Smash that button. Come and join us. We are going to have content over the, the closed season. There's loads of transfers to talk about. There's even transfer talk as we speak right now going off as we all know about a young Spanish wonderkin, which hopefully we will cover with Mark's super-duper stack computer that will be smoking this summer, because we have to players linked to the club. Yep. But we'll get stuck in. And we are live tonight, so everyone's joining us in the comments already. We can see that. There's loads of you guys in the comments. We're going to get stuck right into all your comments and cover as much as we can in a minute. And we're going to get stuck right into the first category then, guys, the one and only player of the season. I'm not even waiting. I'm not waiting for this. I'm going straight in. Player of the season. PK, I'm coming to you first, mate. Who is your player of the season? On the spot. Kick us off, PK. Who you got?
2: On the spot. Unlike Lee, Dostoevsky, Warren Forster, who's done all his homework. (laughs) I've done absolutely (laughs) none. So I'm going straight from the heart and I'm going to say Joe Linton's been our player of the season.
0: Consistent.
2: Consistent. Rarely has a poor game. He's a a fucking beast in the middle of midfield, isn't he? Picks the ball up and just drives forward. He's got his fair share of goals. He's got eight goals this season. And Mark, you'll know. Yeah, yeah, eight goals, two assists. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, fucking hell, who'd have thought that 18 months ago when he couldn't hit the fucking cow's ass with a banjo? So for me, at 100% Joe Linton. I know Trippier got the club um, player of the season. Um, I just think he was a bit shit. After, after Christmas, he, play, he he picked up at the back end of the season. I think some of his deliveries were not amazing. So for me, 100% Joe Linton and rec, um, rewarded, if you want to give an award, Brazilian call-up for the summer games as well, which I think is brilliant for him. So Joe Linton, J7, best comeback since Frank Sinatra. <laughs>
0: We are now converted Joe Cyples. Shout out to my Absolutely. former, my former first article when I started doing this kind of thing in the first place. So, which was uh, for uh, the, the the guys of True Faith that we attended the talk into the night, which was brilliant. So, massive shout out to the True Faith crew. <laughs> Lee, coming to you, mate. I know you've made loads of notes. I love it when you you, you get prepared like this, mate. Honestly, you make us all like a bunch of amateurs that we are. So, who is your player of the season? Have you, Do you have statistics and stats and charts? <laughs> no, and you know, know, for a fact, I'm, I'm going to take a couple of minutes to get to
3: it. I am. Um, In in all seriousness, um, as I was saying to you, lads, just before we kicked off on the live, it's been a nice change, these awards, because you've got so many options. I mean, obviously, you've got Bruno, who's been Bruno, but I think injury caught up with him towards the second half of the season. You've got Callum Wilson, scored 18 goals. When was the last time a Newcastle striker did that? You've got Miggy, first half of the season, started the season like a house on fire, tailed off towards the end of it. And then you can't forget the impact Isaac had in the second half of the season. But I think it came down to one of three. Paul's already mentioned two of them. Trippier, I mean, he, he was ever-present over the course of the league season, 38 games. Not bad for somebody who's apparently getting on. He's missed the consistency. He was 7.5 mm-hmm. at every single game this season. He's the consummate pro, and he was the first one through the door after the takeover, and I think... He's the reason for a lot of what we've done over the course of the past 18 months. Um, you mentioned Joe Linton. We all know the difference he makes in the team. He compliments Bruno, he compliments Willock when he plays on the opposite flank. But I'm going for a curveball for my player of the season. And I know that PK can't wait to get at me for this. I'm going for Sven Botman. I am. I'm going for Sven Botman. I can't see him personally. We've got to remember this lad turned 23 back in December, he's still a bear, he is. He's moved abroad to a new league, um, a league that is notoriously difficult to settle in for foreign players. And he's still finding his feet. He's played 36 games this season. But what he's done in his first season, when you look back at centre-halves we've had previously coming from abroad, he just eclipses all of them. He dominates centre-forwards in a league where the attacking players are notoriously um, physical and other players have struggled to acclimatise. He's assured, he's confident, he, he, he uses confidence and that confidence spreads amongst the rest of the back four. I saw a stat today, this is me doing my homework, we got 20 bookings across our regular back four this season of Byrne, Botman, Share, and Trippier. Bottman only got two of those bookings, he did, which tells me that he's not one for throwing himself into unnecessary tackles, Brentford away a lot um, but for me I just think the way Botman settled in this season I think in, in another one who's just been called up to the Dutch squad uh, for the forthcoming Euro qualifiers and I just think he's been immense and if this is his first season God knows what we're going to get over the next three, four, five years I said at the start of the season um, that Botman could be our company and I stand by that even more now than I did back in August I just think he's been
0: outstanding like that's a fair shout. I do. I mean, I mean to, to come into a league like that, guys, and as, as Lee says, there just to to look so settled. I mean, you know, I saw him live in the flesh against City when I was with UPK, and Haaland didn't cause him that many problems. You know, he got away from him maybe once or twice, and because Haaland's that good, he can do that to any mm-hmm. defender in the world. But you watch this boy, as Lee says, the age that he is to come into a league like this, uh, and you know, with that big price tag on and all that expectation, and just to deliver. Like that, PK. You, you surely you can't disagree with Lee's choice there, mate. That's a
2: hell of a choice. Well, I'll disagree with his choice. I think Joe Linton's been a better overall player for the season. I think with, yeah, I Botman's guess. brilliant, right? But Botman will be the best centre half I've seen in my in my thirty years of having a season. I think so. Better than Woodgate, Woodgate. was mine before, yeah, Wood yeah. Woodgate was mine before, but Woodgate that. just didn't play. I reckon he's played more games than Woodgate has for us. He probably has. In fact, Woodgate yeah. probably only played mid twenties, maybe. I just yeah. think that. He maybe just tired a little bit at the back end of the season and made a couple of mistakes. But yeah, I, th- I love the guy. I think he's brilliant. But Joe Linton was my player of the season. <laughs> just my opinion.
0: This is going to be a reoccurring trend, I can see. Mark's all quiet there, looking very pensive. Mark, who is your player of the season? You're going to throw another curveball and bet you're going to be more steady away. it's, it's not. It's, <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> 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 Wrong podcast, Mark. Wrong podcast. Come on. Seriously. No, I'm, I'm
1: not going through that again. No, look, I, I think it's tough to look past Bruno for me. I, I, I agree with Jollet, and I think he's been absolutely brilliant, and, and he, he continues to be this this reformed player. But the the amount of of work that Bruno puts in, the amount of quality that he has, and the I mean, the simple fact is that Newcastle haven't won a game without him um, this season is is a huge, huge thing. He's been on one leg pretty much for, for the last couple of months as well. And although his, his form hasn't been nearly the level it was before, he's still such an influential player on that field. He's got five goals, five assists across the season. He's played 40 games across all the competitions. Um, and he's just been, he's, he's been brilliant. And again, he's 25. There's plenty of time for, for him to get better and better and better, which is frightening. Mm. Um, he's just been... Like I say, he's just been exceptional. And I I, I get that there's this point of there's probably six players you could hand this to easily because the, the, there are so yeah. many options, as, as as you've already said. But I just think he's, he's, he's that level.
0: Isn't he off to Liverpool, apparently, according to social media? Is he not? Or oh, at Barca?
2: Barca, yeah. What a load of bollocks.
0: He's going fucking nowhere. John, <laughs> Get off FIFA career mode, you little knackers. I'm not having any of that shit. So, yeah, well, I'm going to, I'm going to book, well, not say book the trend, I'm going to probably follow the trend. Uh, for me, it's Kieran Trippier. I know he had his moments where he dipped a little bit, as you say, PK, but I think everything about the man, you know, not just what he does in terms of his ability, but, you know, his presence as a captain as well, the way he pulls everybody else together, talking to the young lads like Botman, like Willick and Longstaff and guys like that, he's constantly just running that team on the park. You've got Eddie and obviously JT on the side, but he runs that team on the the park. The respect that they all have for him is so self-evident, and he's such a good footballer. I often watch him and Bruno, as Mark rightly says, and their touch and their awareness and their vision is, you can just see it's levels above everybody else. Even when they're just knocking the ball between each other, you, you kind of sit back a minute and you go, do you know what? These two are next level. Like, this is where we're going as a club signing players as good as these two. And I just think, for everything that Kieran, the only downside, probably for Kieran Trippier, as Lee pointed out, he's no spring chicken, sadly. But the, the kind of clock is ticking a bit. And we're thinking, how much more can we get out of him? Definitely another season, no doubt about that. He's played the entire season, he's been phenomenal. He's, you know, he's rightly so uh, up for play, player of the year in the Premier League. He'll be in that PFA team, hands down, uh, in that right back slot. He's got nearly as many sisters as Kevin de Bruyne, who I think who, it's been uh, announced
2: already. Sorry, Chris. Has it and been I announced. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Holland was player of the year. And Trippier was uh, was in the team of the year. Yeah, well, Trippier's and, in team don't hands rest down. the team of the year.
0: Yeah, but as I said about his assists, I mean, he, he could pass a ball through a crack in a fucking bank vault. Trippier, he's that he's that good at you know finding finding his man. You know what I mean? He's 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 incredible for a right back as well. I mean, I almost wish we had two of them: one at right back, one at right wing, and we would be unstoppable. To be fair, or I almost wish we had one on the other side. So so for me, definitely Kieran Trippier, not just for the player, but for his presence as a captain. I, I do like Jamal Lasals, and I think Jamal Lasals has been a good captain for this club at a difficult time. But Kieran Trippier, since he put that armband on. 100% has been Newcastle captain. He always gives Jamal LaSalle his shout-out, and I respect him for that. But I think Jamal LaSalle will go in the summer, and Trippier is, is going to be the best captain we've had, hands down, you know, since... You could say Shira Shira led by example. He wasn't really a proper captain. You know, he led by example. But, I mean, I think Kieran Trippier deserves all the praise that, that he gets. But some of the shouts out in the comments there as well, we haven't talked about him in this particular category but a huge shout-out for Joe Willock as well, guys. I think Joe Willock has been sensational this season. Yeah. Lee, just a little, little bit on Joe Willock, mate. I mean, how class has he been and how harsh has it been that he's not had any England recognition in the way he's played?
3: I, I think it's really harsh that he's not had any England recognition when you look at some of the players that are being picked on a regular basis by Southgate. And I would say it's borderline disrespectful to Willock's performances um, over the course of the past 12, 18 months. I think... You'll have a lot of Arsenal fans. Obviously, we're granted Shaka leaving this season, who might be casting sort of um, envious eyes our way, thinking, "What did we do? What were we thinking? Letting him go for 25 million because his best years are yet to come, and we know what sort of player he is in terms of his engine, the ground he covers, and um, we know he can go on these goal-scoring runs and what have you. He's creative. I just think if he can't get in the England squad ahead of the likes of, for example, uh, Phillips. For example, or uh, Conor Gallagher, um, Southgate needs to venture north with Watford. Gap more often than he already does.
0: <laughs> I think he hates Newcastle because of his days as a smoggy. Too much smoke up his nose, mm. Any PK. Too much smoke yeah. up his nose. Like
2: Absolutely, uh, Mason Mount as well. I mean, he, you know, he's, yeah. picked. he's picked regardless, yeah. and and he, he's one of the most overrated players in the Premier League for me. If he came anywhere near Newcastle, I'd be really pissed mm. off. I know we've been linked with him, but nah, fuck that. We don't want people like that. Um, now, Willock's been brilliant, absolutely brilliant, just needs to add more goals and assists to his game, I think. He went on that purple patch when he was on loan when he got, what, seven in seven to basically keep us up um, yeah. under under the Baron. Um Hasn't got enough goals in the last two, two years, but for me, I just, I love him. He's immense. That assist last season, season before last now, for Bruno's last minute winner uh, against Leicester was just sensational. He's such an athlete and he's so good. But he didn't get any of our four votes, but an honourable mention. Yeah,
0: I think it's um, Sorry, Lee, go
3: I, on. Go. I think it's interesting that the four of us have each gone for a different player, and I don't think any one of us could really present a um, strong argument against any of our picks.
2: Correct. Yeah. Which
3: is which is a, I mean, com- when you look at the season we've had, it's just testament to, to the season we've just had. It just shows how many strong players we've had across the season and when was the last time we could say that we could have four, five or six potential players of the season and nobody could really present
1: a strong argument against any of them?
0: That's a great show. That's a great but show. Just, Go on, Mark, you just want to say a bit about Joel. Say, what,
1: well, well, no, it wasn't Joel. It was, Joel, it was one one other one just to mention it amongst everybody else that's been mentioned as, a, as an honourable is Nick Pope. Oh, mate, um, definitely. Pope
0: has been yeah, sensational. Nick Pope was a All close season. second for me um, next to Trips. Yeah,
1: for that one absolute nightmare of a of a moment against Liverpool, which we'll we'll forgive him for. What, what but, was he doing he, in that game, by the way? Uh, if I just had the flashback, it'd be brilliant. It's he heretic, doing? Yeah, it's, it's a nightmare <laughs> one. But he's been just brilliant. You go back to the the early game against Brighton, I and mean, he's absolutely sensational. And that's the that's where you build from. You build from your defence, which has been brilliant. That back four. I mean, Newcastle have been so lucky in terms of injuries. Having a goalkeeper behind them that you can absolutely trust is just is is something else, and he he, he definitely deserves a mention.
2: Absolutely. I totally agree well, with that. Just in terms, sorry, Chris, I know you're going to want to move on. Just in terms of injuries, I suppose it's funny when teams are doing really well, how how fewer injuries you get, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. When you're struggling and you're at the bottom, you know people that have maybe got the odd niggle are like, oh, I don't fancy it this week. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna sit this one out. When you fly and you don't get those injuries. They play through the pain barrier.
3: I disagree with this narrative that we've had a really good season from an injuries point of view. We've had a really good season from an injuries point of view at the back. But when you think we've lost um, Bruno for a period of time, we lost Miggy for a period of time, we lost Willock for a period of time, we lost Wilson for a period of time, we lost Isaac for a period of time. We've had a strong season in terms of injuries at the back, but we've had a Quite a bad run, and long staff as well. We've had quite a bad run when you look at the midfield and the and up front. So I, I don't like this narrative that we've had a really good scene from an injuries point of view. Yes, at the back, midfield and up front, absolutely not the case.
0: Yeah, well, that is a good segue before you jump in, PK, and ruin my segue, I can just see so itching there. So moving on to the next section, as you mentioned Uh, uh, Sean of Longstaff, North Shield uh, superstar. Uh, He might very well come into this next category, which is why the segue is there, PK. I see you smile. You love the segue. like it. So I'm going to start with you, PK, because you're frothing at the mouth and jumping. Who was your your most improved player of this year? I think (sighs) we'll agree on this. A lot of us will agree on this, I think.
2: Yeah, I think we'll, think, I think, can I give you three? I know we're not supposed to. Oh, I'm going to give, I'm gonna give you two. We're changing
0: the goalposts. All I'm going to be, <laughs> uh, sorry,
2: mate. I'm going to, cont- well, I'm looking at the time. We're only 18 minutes in. Plenty of time, so plenty of time. <laughs> I, I'm going to give you in third place, and this is a controversial one. I'm going to give you uh, Miguel Almaron. He might have had a, 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 a season of two halves. I mean, he was sensational, wasn't he? Um, in the first half of the season, then he got injured just before or just after on the restart of the World Cup and had, what, four, four or five games out and he came back and he i mean, he scored once since then, perhaps. But some of the goals he scored have been absolutely sensational. That Fulham goal, how that didn't get into the top three on Match of the Day's oh, goal of the season, absolutely. I will never know. Ian Wright said it was goal of the season for him. So I think he's in third place for me. I just think he's a little bit more intelligent. Maybe he was found out a little bit more. The fact that he doesn't have a fucking right foot, and he's all left, uh, and and it took clubs a little while. In second place, I'm going for Jake and Murphy. I think Murphy has massively improved. I mean, we've slagged him off for years. Let's be honest on this show and many others for not having a brain and just running around like fucking running around Sue. So, He's really improved. He's a proper Eddie Howe player because he thinks now and he just does what he's told and he does it well and he scored some important goals. And then, but top player for me, and it's everybody here wrote him off last summer. Everybody said he had no future under Eddie Howe. Has to be Sean Longstaff. I can't see, how the hell's Lee coming? I cannot see... (laughs)
0: He's been IT <laughs> training. Oh, he's been man. IT training. League. I can see that. Speaking, he's got a certificate. That he's downloaded G- from Microsoft. I think
2: no, I can see it. Chat D- P- Ch- Chat GDP. I'm checking it on whether the hell you call it. Um, Sean Longstaff. Wow. I mean, him and Willock put the most miles in. We know that, but yeah, how much? I think to, to understand how important he's been for us, you have got to understand how lost we looked without him in those three or four games yeah. pre, pre the end of the
0: season. And you'd, have um, that, you'd have never said that, PK. You'd have never said that a year and a bit ago. Never. We all wrote
2: him off. We all said there's no future for the lad. He might be a squad player. He just isn't good enough to step up. He's been sensational for us. The only thing that he's lacking is a few more goals. But maybe I'm just being a gr- bit greedy by that. But for me, way, way ahead uh, of everybody
0: as long staff. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. Lee, what's your take on that? Would you, would you do the same? Would you say Sean uh, is the man for the most improved title? <laughs> I'm going to flip
3: PK's one, two. Surprise. <laughs> it's all right. I'll let, I'll let you. Yeah. I mean, listen, Longstaff, two years ago, he was on his way out of the club. I mean, he was on his way out of the club voluntarily, um, mm. thanks to that fat fucking fraud that we had as a manager.
0: Yeah.
3: Um, when you think about it, if you'd have said 12 months ago that Sean Longstaff actually improves Bruno Guimarães as a player, People have had would have had you sectioned, but he does. Bruno's a different player when he's got long staff in the same midfield as him, and that tells yeah. you everything you know. Um, you mentioned that he was missed for those four games. I think it was um, arsenal Leeds chelsea pk missed it at the end of the season, and we did. What I would like to know is how close would we have been to Manchester United, potentially, had we had him available for those four games that he missed because he just brings a total different energy to the midfield. The reason I've not given it to Longstaff is because he's rediscovered the form that he was showing back in late 2019. Everybody will have remembered where people were comparing him and Declan Rice, for Christ's sake. He was playing playing that well at the time, and he was playing out of his skin in December 2019 before he got the injury down at West Ham. And that's the reason I've not given him it, because I think we've always had a player in Longstaff and he's always had the ability to be that good whereas Jacob Murphy until 12 months ago was almost a bit of a giant figure um, amongst the <laughs> fan base PK you, you've been in the ground um under Bruce um 65 70 80 minutes substitutes coming on Jacob Murphy's number goes up and he's announced as uh, a substitute. oh for fuck's sake uh. that's a pointless substitution signed the wrong brother I've heard and things along those lines and got John Anderson just put it in the net sort of thing Jacob Murphy was a was a parody of uh, Premier League football at Newcastle now the post acted like a magnet to him half the time for but you don't get that anymore you, you simply do not get that anymore you get no sort of um What's the word I'm after? You, you get no abuse from the fans. You don't get any sort of um, kickback from the fans when he comes on as a summer, even when he starts. I mean, he's played in 36 games this season. He has. He's got 1,242 minutes um, for a team that finished in the top four.
1: That's look? mental.
3: When you think where he was just 18 months ago, he's got four goals, couple of assists. And let's not forget, he's our shithouser in chief. Some of the moments he's given us this season um not just that the, the, the smile after the tottenham game waving the player off the way he looked i think it was at mark Silva. i just think um for me the way he's, he's a full about turn similar to the way joe linton was whereas as i say long long staff for me we knew there was a player in there nobody ever mm-hmm. thought there was a player in jacob murphy so for Fair. me i've gone for him and my final point on jacob murphy anyhow values him hugely if yeah. any, I use him hugely, that's good enough for me.
0: What I love about Murphy as well, I must admit, the reaction when we qualified for Champions League, you could see what it meant to the lad, couldn't you? The emotion that was on his face. It would have been the same as somebody in the Leasers or the Gallagher and you, you could just see it. Um it meant so much to him. And not a lot of people outside of Newcastle realised that he was raised up as a Newcastle fan. You know, his, you know, yeah. his mum was his mum lived in Bertley, I think, didn't he, when he was younger? I don't like yeah, so he knows a lot about the regional, Ray knows a lot about the club, and he obviously loves being at the club. So, you know, he might not he might not be from Blythe, like, you know, Dad Bird or, or Shields like long stuff. but Newcastle is in the boys' heart, and you can see that. And it's really, I think that's probably part of the reason this team is so special as well, because they just get it. The manager gets it. You know, they all get it. They all understand what it means to, to all of us, You know, whether it be, you know, people who drive hundreds of miles that like you do, Lee, you know, for, for every home game, or it's, you know, it's somebody who, is, is moved over to America. Who comes home for games, and, and you know they know what it means to that that fan in that moment, and that instant. What what this successful club means to those people, and, and Murphy gets it, and I, and I love that about him. But it's not my choice, mind you. But I, I do love that about him. So
3: i will <laughs> be good if they sold him this summer. I don't think they will, but i would be absolutely gutted because I think no, they won't sell him. I don't
0: think. I think no, he yeah, deserves
3: an opportunity to play in the in the Champions League, to yeah, because it'll just mean so much to the lad.
0: I just want to see him blow kisses at Griezmann or something like that in the Champions League, which would be quite funny, to be fair. <laughs> Mark, who's your most improved player? Are you going to be on the same page as me, mate? Or are we going to be? I th-
1: I think, look, I, in the same sort of vein as the other two, in my top three, an odd one I would have in the top three, I would I would go with, with Willock as one of those three in yeah, terms of the sure. improvement as an overall player. We've yeah. seen what he can what he he did when he first signed on loan and the goal scoring exploits he had, but as a, as an overall footballer, he's just become much, much better. He's, he's, he's much, much more switched on. He, he contributes overall to the, to the team much more, both, you know, in a a defensive sense and an attacking sense. I just think he's, he's another one that's on that, that, that rise from, from being already being a very good player. He's just going to get better and better. Um, the, the top two, again, Longstaff and Murphy, and I'm kind of torn between the two. And I, I'm, I'm a little bit on Lee's side with this that I, I have to go. Mm. Look, I I said before that Sean Longstaff was a player, and and look, the Baron of Bacon just ruined him completely. Um, as he was done with many, many players across across the leagues. Um, he's <laughs> been great and an unbelievable season for him. He he's put his heart and soul into it, and it's telling how much he's missed. When he's, when he's not been on the field. But I think the arc for, for Murphy has just been unreal. And you're right. I mean, you've got to remember, I, I remember one of your texts early on in the season when he came on as a substitute, Chris, and you said, oh, for fuck's sake. To now he comes on yeah, and you I go... I say
0: that for a lot of texts, mate. You'll have to narrow that one down. You? you do. But,
1: but that was the general feeling. And you're right. When, yeah. you, when you, you see him come on in the ground and, you, and you, there's almost a, that general groan of, oh, God. Is that the best we can do? To now it's, Christ, he, he, he's going to do something. He can change something. He gives us something a little bit different. And the fact that there were so many calls for him to be be picked ahead of Almiron more consistently towards the end of the season is very telling as to where he now sits in in that pecking order of the squad and what he contributes. And he's just been brilliant. And that that grin, that smile will just... That sheer stunned look on his face after the goal against Spurs was just it's one of those things that burned into your memory. It's just it's just phenomenal.
0: It is. I mean, he's such a likable character, I think, as well, Murphy. And I think that that resonates a lot with fans. People don't realize that a great deal. You know, you look back at Likes at Gaza, Gaza was an unbelievable player, right? But it's the fact that people liked him and could resonate with him as well that made Gaza such a such a you know a likable player for for even neutral fans to watch. I think a lot of neutral fans will feel that way. About Jacob Murphy, but he does have room it's to not get better. Southampton and better. fans. Well, not Southampton fans, but he does have time to get better and better, you know, because uh, you know we've seen him progress so much, and that's just testament to Eddie Howe's coaching ability, you know. But but as as Lee said, there we could have picked another three or four players. I mean, I'm going to give you my three, but you know, honourable mentions. Then, like, how well's Dan Byrne got become as you know, in that left back position from from a, a gangly? Oh,
2: hang on a minute! No no, <laughs> were, no, no,
0: you were you were slagging no, no. the fucker in February. <laughs> No, no, I, I would say, but I still stand by he's not a left-back and I think it'll be a he's weak not. point in Champions League. But look how well he's done in that position is what I'm saying, how well he's improved. I mean, even Emil Kraft, before he got injured, look how well he improved, you know, in terms of a backup right-back. So, you know, as he improves so many players, but the, the top three definitely, Miggy almron because he's actually taught Miggy how to shoot, bare minus only with one foot, but he's still taught him how to shoot and how to score goals. Um, Murphy definitely goes in as my number two. But i've got to give it to sean longstaff you know no shields represent i've got to give it to show longstaff for for the main reason of this kid was completely <clears throat> broken not just professionally but personally as well by the previous regime and the previous manager the strength of character this lad has shown to come from down there to be an integral part of, of a champions league qualifying premier league side is is nothing short of miraculous it really, it really is. He should be proud of himself. His family should be proud of him. We're all proud of him as fans. He's been utterly phenomenal. The two goals against Southampton. I was lucky enough to be there, thanks to, to UPK for slipping us a ticket. I think um, I was so lucky to be there and watch this Geordie hero blast us into the, you know, the final. Effectively, wouldn't it? You know what I mean? And you know, and, and it's moments like that that you look at this lad, you think all oh, the shit that he's been through to rise above it and be the player that he is now. And and I honestly think, as Lee says and as Mark says, these lads deserve a chance at Champions League football to make them even better players and they're already becoming. You know, they're, they're of a great age to, to move on and progress. They play against better players. You know, they'll go in the change room and they'll go, oh, he had the better of me there and there. I'll remember that for the second leg. And there'll be better players for it. And it's such an exciting time to have players like that in the team. You know, if we sign a couple of other players who are, I would say, better quality than Sean... He might not get as many games, but I think he is going to be an integral part of this squad moving forward for the next couple of seasons. No doubt about that. Sorry, PK, you want to jump in then?
2: Yeah, I sort of agree with you on that. They, and Eddie said it, didn't he, after the Chelsea game. He said they deserve their opportunity at the next level. However, there's no... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? We we need four or five, or three or four, maybe five, first-team players to come in and take those guys places. And you mm. can't be emotional about it. You know, No, yes, no, you can't be. You've got to I'm I'm not being funny. If we signed, I don't know, fucking Lionel Messi, who played up front for us next season, you would just say, ah, sorry, Callum Wilson, you sit on the bench for a bit. It ain't going to happen. But just as an example, there's the young lad. There's the boy, the main man. You coming on, Zach? (laughs) Coming
0: on. (laughs) <laughs> he's the upgrade on you, Lee. He's your, he's your replacement for next season. He's the top, he's the one we're bringing in. <laughs>
2: there he yes, is. I mean, there you go. So you replace Lee Forster with the uh, lads. With the lad. yeah, but Zach exactly Forster, the exactly. <laughs> yeah. no, no emotion. But you've got to have that. Ash has got it. No room for sentimentality in football. Yes, if you true. want to improve and you want to get better, yes, these guys might be squad players. Yeah, Almorons, perhaps even Murphys. Say so Maximum's another conversation for another day. We know that. But you there is no room to be sentimental. You 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 move up you move on by getting better footballers through the door and say thank you very much. Similar
0: as that. Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't disagree with that, but I think all of those players fully deserve you know the endorsement and and every every ounce of praise we're giving them. Loads of the other channels would be exactly the same as well. Um, you know, because we're so proud of what the squad has done. You know, and, and all the salt and the shit houses from everybody else. <laughs> I'm sorry, uh, Ash's coverage just caught me there, which makes me laugh. But ASM runs on a treadmill with a Newcastle top on Ash. You're right. So he deserves all the plaudits and all the awards. So actually, one of my friends said to me today, what is my problem with ASM? I haven't got a problem with ASM. I just don't like this weird cult-like status that he has in amongst the little fan bases. ASM has had moments this season where he's contributed massively to Newcastle, and we're not going to underestimate that. And when he's on it, there's no other player like him, as Mark always says, right? But as you said, PK, we're going in a direction now where we need more consistency from these players, you know? And then that says <laughs> so another one there. <laughs> I've just seen that cover there. Um, I'll pull it up in a minute, PK. Lee's laughing. This is no, the event no. of Lee Foster here. I've got to pull this up. It's totally throwing me off your stride. I'm coming to it in a minute. <laughs> but, yeah, going back to ASM. If he can get with the program and become more disciplined, he can be a valuable member in his squad. But I think he, he wants that limelight, that's why I don't think he'll be here next season. Gone in the um, summer for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kevin's no. saying he can't he can't help but think Paul reminds me a little bit of one of those guys Sabal said, and Pet and the same one I've on better do him. I think Carl said Tim Healy. <laughs>
2: okay, <now.
0: laughs> that's Jordy royalty, that though, no PK. That's Jordy royalty,
2: mate. <laughs> <laughs> do I take that as a compliment or an insult? I'm not quite sure.
0: Oh, that's no, I'd it's a compliment, mate. I'd say it's a compliment. I'd say it's a compliment. Anyway, Thanks very much, again. Kevin. I'd, I'd have said more Phil Collins myself, mate, but never mind. We'll move on from that <laughs> <then>, one, <so>. I'm <laughs> not getting involved. <together>. <laughs> don't worry, mate. Your, your nickname <laughs> was long gone. That's never coming out again, mate, do you? Never coming right. back. We're, we're, we're going to move on to, uh, to goal of the season. Let's go for goal of the season. We've had some absolute fucking belter goals this season as Newcastle United. Such enjoyable football to watch. Goals that have just made us absolutely gasp for air. Mark, I'm gonna to come to you first and put you on a spot on this one. Who is your Newcastle United goal of the season?
1: Easy, Miggy Fulham. I just oh, uh, it was just brilliant. sensational. What what of the technique on the volley, the both, the ball, the little dink ball over the top was just that's it. As easy as that. That is that is mine. Um you get an honorable mention for for a few others. Um Miggy against oh, still Leicester. Mine. <laughs> um I, I would Murphy against Spurs. Um i'd I'd go to say that the two long staff scored in the semi-final would would be up there just for exactly for what they meant dan burns against leicester for exactly the same reason um but yeah for me it it just purely on the on the 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 style of it the technique of it everything else miggy that was just brilliant yeah mr forster who's your goal um talking about
3: honourable mentions. You've got Shaw against Forrest. You've got Trippier's free yeah. kick against Man City. Willock against Chelsea. person I feel sorry for is um, Miggy. Miggy's not got it for, from, from me, but that's not why I feel sorry for him. He's had his own goal of the season competition. <laughs> yeah, you, look the goals, yeah. you look at some of the goals he's scored. I mean, Fulham away. Obviously, Mark, you've just mentioned it. Um, Leicester at home. Um, Everton at home, Villa at home, where he's Villa just the team yeah. sort of thing. He's had his own goal of the season contest. Um, sorry, the Leicester game I meant was away when it was a team move, Bruno, spread yes, yep.
0: yeah, yeah. boxing win. day, wasn't it? Boxing day, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, we, we're bad bad day. Day. yeah, yeah,
3: with
2: yeah. three and up after nine minutes. Yeah,
3: yeah. it was a brilliant <laughs> goal, but I, none of those even get in my top three, which is weird. Um Maxi wolves away I thought Maxi away to wolves you talked about technique um so you've got Huang who I think who's launched it a good 40 yards up in the air 90th minute losing one nil and Max just come on to it and he struck it as clean as a whistle the ball's not deviated as it's gone past uh, the wolves keepers left hand side and just nestled in the back of the net so Max is up there Isaac Against Tottenham, I want to mention. Not because of his axe goal itself, but simply because of Joe Willock's ball. Oh, what, a
0: uh, ball was, yeah. what a ball that was, mate. What a ball that was. If awesome. anybody
3: can show me a better one-touch assist in the last 50 years, going back to Terry Hibbert at Hillsborough, um, they're better fans than I am. I literally just... I've never seen an assist like that in my match going days. But even then, the not stum- my number one my goal in the season, goes to... Believe it or not, a one yard tapping. Oh, fuck from off. Jacob Murphy. Yeah, <laughs> you can As he
0: <laughs> you took yours, PK, isn't uh, <laughs> yeah.
3: Listen, there's of goals you
0: can choose from. There's no, that right. is a
3: goal that prime Maradona, or that's an assist, sorry, that prime Maradona oh. or Messi, yeah, would, would be absolutely over the moon to have on their You've just mentioned literally a breathtaking assist. He's literally beaten seven Everton players. It was only five, but he's beaten at least two of them twice. He's turned back on himself. He's shown them the ball again, and he's embarrassed them again. On top of that, he's done it in such a tight, confined area, whilst the ball's never more than six inches from his feet, I don't think we'll see an assist like that in the next 20, 30 years at Newcastle, whatever's on the horizon over the course of the next 20, 30 years. I just think it's one of those where you look back and you think, either I was there or I remember exactly what I was doing. I think yeah. Jacob Murphy, owes Isaac drinks for the rest of his life he does. for that goal. But no, for me, undoubtedly the goal of the season for me was Jacob Murphy's one-yard
0: tapping there. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, I, I'm sure I heard that James Dacossi still wakes up screaming Isaac in the middle of the night, drenched in sweat. Uh, <laughs> he's just still just spinning, spinning around. He's, we'll still he's still somewhere. He's still still just looking around, trying to mark it. Isn't it to be fair? But uh, PK, that was your goal. You can still pick the same goal, mate. It's not a it's not a, yeah. it's not a one I'll, thing. So I'll
2: give you my three. Yeah, third third place definitely ASM. Uh, we were shit that day, at Wolves. And it was a 90th minute equaliser. He is capable yeah. of that, isn't he? You know, yeah. that do- but but I mean, it was a sensational sensational technique. Kept his eye on the ball as it came down. Nice. And bang, and it goes. Thank you very much. Uh, second place was, for me, that is that goal against Tottenham. Um, oh, this which is just for Willocks, just for Willocks' um I'm fucking unbelievable that. um oh, oh, I'm going to give that on a par with Mickey at Fulham because that Bruno ball to him and just the volley was just sensational. Yeah, um, but yeah, first place. I'm sorry, Lee. I'm with you on this one. That assist, non-assist, because it wasn't even given as an assist because it was deflected off a defender. That run was just sensational. I was in the um, I was in a pub in Ireland with my uh, in Dublin with my pal Chris. He's a Man City fan. Both of us just watched that and it's like fucking hell. We just fell off our seats. It was that good. You're right, Lee. The, the talent for what he did. Honestly, the ball was stuck to his foot in an area that was tighter than a gnat's ass in a sandstorm. And he still managed to beat 90, still managed to beat 19 players on the way to you know, flicking the ball through. Okay, it took a, a flick off what, whoever it might have been, right? But Jesus Christ, that was just sensational. It has, to be, it has to be goal of the season.
3: I just need to get this for posterity, right? So, Newcastle scored 68 goals in the Premier League and we you have replicated my top three. <laughs> can, we, can we get that clipped and sent
2: to me, please? Can we? Great minds. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. Mark, Mark's the we... clip, man. Mark's on the case. Mark's on the case. Well, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you mine. Uh, I mean, not too dissimilar, obviously, but we're all talking about similar kind of goals. I'm going to top three here. um Alexander Rizak is in my top three but you might be surprised at the goal, and I'll tell you why in a minute. So my top three is, is, is Miggy. Miggy with that volley was just absolutely sensational against Fulham. Actually, for number two, just because of the pure beautiful arrogance of it was Wilson's curler against Everton in that top corner just because he was just brimming with confidence and he beauty. just looked like he, looked like he looked like he could beat any fucker on the park no matter who was in front of him and I loved it the fact that it was against those scouts and bastards that really made me smile but the one goal the top goal for me and it's a bit of a weird goal it's not a 30-yard rake or nothing like that and amongst all these amazing finishes that we had it's Isaac against Forest because of the just the pure invention of this goal the, the ball come over, and I, I sat and I watched it, and I thought, how the fuck did he do that? And I've not said that about a player since I was watching Eric Cantona or, or Dennis Bergkamp. I, I just had to sit there and watch the replay, like, with no distractions to think, how the fuck did he score that goal? And even the Sky commentator was also saying, in a more professional way, how the fuck did he score that goal? And it was just the pure, you know, instinctiveness of flicking that leg out, and then just the, the pure kind of confidence of, yeah, I meant to do that. I'm not Alexander Rizak. that's what I do. Yeah. And I was just thought, wow, we've got a player like that for us now, which is fucking unbelievable, man. So not that's Not word why of go a lie,
3: Chris. It. Not a word of a lie. It took us on the ground about 10 seconds to realize he we'd scored that. <laughs> I'm not surprised. It was the biggest delay to a celebration of a goal at an away match I've ever done. It was weird. It was very, very strange. It took about 5-10 seconds for us to realise that he'd actually scored.
0: It was amazing. I mean, th- there mm. has been some unbelievable goals. I mean, I mean, somebody said earlier, we're not giving Callum Wilson credit. That's the furthest thing from the truth. We've done nothing but give Wilson credit on every pod we've done. Some of Wilson's goals this season have been unbelievable. All types of striker goals. Mm. Was, it, was, it, was it the Forest one with the little chip right at the start of the season? The little dink pass over the top after yeah. Shaw's screamer. His little kind of outside of the foot against City, his header mm. against Man United. You know, his goal against Spurs. He scored against massive teams, Wilson. He's really stood up this season. And, and showed us all that he deserves that number nine shirt. And and I think his run towards the end of the season, Mark, just to bring you in here, his run towards the end of the season, I think, saved his Newcastle career because at one point maybe the, the hierarchy might have been looking thinking, is he you know, is he done or, or what? And then he just reminded everybody what a fucking sensational striker he is, cannibals.
2: It's it's amazing what a little bit of competition does, isn't it? With him
0: and he's out. Was that? Was that? Was you PK. <laughs> oh shit! Sorry, I just <laughs> threw
1: my voice. It came came out a peak. At, yeah, like I can't can't disagree you, with
0: that. I, 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 know, I knew we should. I like. knew
1: we should have got Jimmy Nail on instead, Mark. What
0: did
1: you he like? He's <laughs> <bastard he is. laughs> no, look, PK's back. Bang on it there. He was he was woeful after the World Cup. Whatever he was carrying, whatever he was dealing with at that point, he just looked shot. And you're right. We talked about is that done? If if he doesn't improve. Is there much use keeping him around at that point? But I mean, what was it? April was just f- phenomenal. He just went on that ridiculous run. He was scoring goals for fun. Um, he got I'll a better. I was Yeah, he, he got a better goal per minute ratio than Erling
2: Haaland. Um, he outscored everybody in Europe in April, did he not? Yeah, absolutely. It, it was just,
1: and it showed exactly what Callum Wilson is. And what yeah. we've we've talked about all along is, is what a goal scorer he is, and you give him the right service, you put the ball in from him, and he'll put the he'll put it in the back of the net. And the Everton one then showed confidence breeds everything else, and he, he'll put the ball in from anywhere.
0: Yeah, Lee, just just one final bit on on Callum Wilson. It was always a question of his fitness, not his quality. With Callum, we all knew he was a goal scorer. We all knew how good he was, but it was always his fitness. Eddie Howe seems to have found a way to keep him fit. And I think that little bit of competition between the rotation of him and Izak has helped Callum be a better player. Would you agree with that, Lee? I would. I
3: think, I think he hit a wall. He got to the World Cup, which we all know was his big goal um, at the start of the season. He played out of his skin. I think he hit a wall at the World Cup. The training would have been different at the World Cup. And you can imagine when you built yourself up for so long to achieve something, which was being picked to go and represent your country at a World Cup, and then probably come back somewhat deflated, um because he only got a couple of very very brief substitute appearances I just wish he'd not squared that ball um
0: <laughs> he should have scored right. that himself yeah, yeah. got to go the but
3: way and show the sort of player he is and then to come back and have probably a three four week break it must have been really difficult for him from a motivational point of view and I think that yeah. impacted him he obviously had well chronicled illness um rumors again of long COVID potentially but as you say I mean come April Excuse me, Um, Eddie's obviously found the um, right mix in terms of training, game time, and what have you, and getting into into the right physical condition. And God Almighty, we've seen. Listen, I'll hold my hands up Um, for two months after we resumed the season in December. I think it was at Leicester for two months. I thought he was done, but he's taken great great pleasure. And if you listen to his podcasts, improving everybody wrong. And long may it continue because he, he he's a player that anybody in the top six would love to have in this one.
0: Well, that's a sensational comment there from Kevin that Wilson ended brilliant. fifth highest goal scorer yeah. in the Premier League. If you think about the players that are in the Premier League; it's absolutely unbelievable. Sorry, the great comment from Ash there mentions illness, and then he coughs. Super, <laughs> 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 almost like you timed it. I, I was like you timed it, on. but yeah. So moving on to the next uh, the next section again, brilliant for Callum. You just want to get that in there. The next section is game of the season. We've got some some plethora of choices here to choose from. I can use big words too, Lee. Plethora of choices from uh, from games of the season. Uh, I'm going to start with... Mark, I'll come back to you. I'll start with you. Game of the season, mate. Give me your game of the season. Pick one out of this 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 list of amazing performances by Newcastle United, mate.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, there's about 15, aren't there, that you can go for this season. It's just been... It's been an unbelievable... what It has. It's been an unbelievable season. Um, I think, again, probably... It comes down to to two, three for me, yeah. in that regard. Manu, you know the the win against Manchester United was was just showed what Newcastle were about coming back after the the cup final defeat and, put, and putting the sword to them. The Spurs game and the Brighton game, um, because I think a lot of people had written. Newcastle off in in that top four chase with Brighton coming in and and their European battle and I I think just putting them away you know in the way that they did was was brilliant Spurs was just the most bonkers game of football I've ever watched in my entire life Mm. um I, I literally I'm like you know Cheryl's not the biggest football fan in the world and she sat there and watched it just with a jaw on the floor just going what, what the hell's going on? I had no idea. It's like a FIFA no game, idea. wasn't
0: it, when someone batters you and you want to turn the pad off? It was like that, was I, I was
1: waiting for the rage quit. That was... that was. I yeah. think Lloris did rage quit at half-time, didn't he? Um, and I think... I, I've mentioned Lurice three seasons. there, but the, the one for me, the game of the, the season that's, that completely stands out for me is the City game at home, which was just... We can go... You know, as the players will say there, we can go toe-to-toe with the best in the league, and they did. Miggy... Um, Miggy um, ASM was... Unplayable. He tore um, Kyle Walker to shreds um, that day, and it, it was just such a performance. I, I mean, to to go ahead the way that they did to what was it one one down to then go three one up the the free kick and everything that went with it. It was it was such a a good performance, and the atmosphere in the ground that day was 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 sensational as well. From what I remember of from watching it on TV. Um, but yeah, that's that's the one that goes. Those lads can stick it with the best, and you know. And when you consider the, the performances or the results that have gone against those guys previously, that's the one that went right. They're here now. We're we, we're competing. Yeah.
0: PK, if only we had a number four that day, we might have won that game. Mate. I remember sitting there saying that to you in the We were lucky enough to be there. Mate. <laughs> what was what was your game of the season, PK? Loads of really
2: hard on. one. Massive honourable mention for that City game because it was, the, I think it was the third game of the season and we were like, right, okay, let's see what we're made of and we went toe-to-toe with them and my mate, Chris, who's a City fan, was sat next to me at that game and he said, wow, you guys are bloody good. Um, If it had gone on another five or ten minutes, we probably would have got beat, by the way, because they were coming back mm, as a rate of knots. Uh, honourable mention, I think someone, I think Kevin actually said it, 2-1, at, um, 2-1 win at Spurs fairly early in the season was a bit of a statement, for sure. Um. For feeling, it's um, for the feeling, it's it's Man United for sure. <laughs> I think coming off the back revenge. of revenge, uh, you know, revenge, yeah. <laughs> and I just thought we blew them away, we absolutely we blew them away that day. <laughs> if that had been four or five nil, like in 1996, then nobody would have complained. We fucking hammered them, but for me, the most enjoyable game. Was was the Spurs six one to be five 0 up on twenty one minutes, and we're all just looking. You know, obviously that's in the lasers. We're all just looking at each other, laughing. I've never sat and laughed at goals going in before. And it's like this is just unbelievable. This we're three 0 up after what eight minutes, four nil up after about eleven or whatever the hell it was. It was just ridiculous. And you know, when Harry Kane scored, and some, ah, someone behind said, fucking hell, I think we need another one here," <laughs> we just went down the <laughs> other end and scored again, didn't we? Did it? But for me, that is uh, that is. Probably the most memorable win this season. So that goes as the it's probably the best win, even though Spurs are Spursy and and, and, and uh, a bit temperamental, let's just call them, right? Um, the Man United game for the You're feeling. You're allowed to say shite, just PK smashing them. Fucking them. You can say shite, them. yeah. You can say shite. Man. Yeah, shite. Um, the Man United game for the feeling, but I think the best win was definitely that Tottenham game six-one, because we just again we just blew them away. Yeah, absolutely. Lee, what
3: was your game, man? Yeah, you're going to be bored by the end of this. Then I would have thought, because I'm not going anywhere <laughs> any different. But you talked about honourable mentions. I'm going to mention the League Cup final yet, despite the result. That's a day that a lot of us will remember for a long, long time. Be in there, just being yeah. there. Lee. Yeah, was Villa at home, Southampton away, West Ham away, Everton away, Fulham away, Brighton at home. But my top three were Man City, which was the day we announced ourselves as a force to be reckoned with. Two top-quality teams going head-to-head, pulling their punches. And we showed the country that Newcastle-Lewa team that's here to stay. I think towards the end of last season, people thought, are they going to be the same force in the new 22-23 season? And I think we showed that day that we were. You talked about Man United. Paul, well, that was my second choice potentially as well, because for me it was the complete performance. Yeah, I think it was yeah. the best performance this season. You talked about if we'd won 4 or 5 nil, it wouldn't have been a shock. We had 22 shots that day.
0: Man United, had,
3: Man United had six. We made Man United look right relegation fodder in that game. They, we, we just literally played with them. And it was so, so, what's the, it was so good to see after what had happened on February the 26th. Listen, nothing would make up for losing the cup final. But beating Man United always fucking makes me smile. It does. It will always give me a warm laugh. But... Listen, there's only one game of the season that anybody surely is going to go for, and that's Tottenham at home. I was um, fortunate enough to be at Newcastle against Leicester in May 93, um, when we'd won the first division to get promoted to the Premier League, and it was 6-0 at half-time that day. And even that didn't feel like the Tottenham game. And the reason for that was that Leicester game, we'd already won the league. There was nothing on the line as such. We went into that game against Tottenham, and if Tottenham had won, they would have drawn level-on points with us. At that time, Tottenham were a huge, huge threat to us securing the Champions League. And to literally take them apart in the way we did, you talked about force quit. Half of their team force quit after 22 minutes. (laughs) I'll never forget that look of um, Romero, who literally looked after 22 minutes like he just wanted to burst into tears on the pitch. (laughs) This is an Argentinian World Cup winning player. Hard as nails, takes no prisoners. He looks like he wanted to cry. It was glorious, it was. It's a once in a lifetime moment for me in such an important game. I don't think we'll ever experience a game that was as important as it was at the time. Tottenham yeah. was shit after the event, but Tottenham was shit after the event because we finished them. We literally destroyed them from a mentality perspective. There, there was no coming back for Tottenham this season after that day. But at the time, that was a huge, huge game. As I say, and for me, you talked about the celebrations, PK. It is something I will never, ever forget. After that fifth goal went in, I, I remember looking around, and it was people just looking confused. Uh, <laughs> it was yeah, They were laughing. They were looking at each other. I remember <laughs> just sort of looking at my lap, and just going, what the fuck is going on? Because it was just something we didn't see coming. Jacob Murphy, for Christ's sake, it's called two of them. What does that tell you about?
0: It? <laughs> imagine that <in> the bookies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there it is. There. It is. Could you imagine exactly. that in the bookies? If you went and said Newcastle are going to beat Spurs six-one, and Jacob Murphy's could get two, they would have been laughing harder than people in the crowd. <laughs> I think, maybe if you'd said that. Lee. Put it this way: in, tw-
3: in twenty-five years' time, yeah, I will not still be looking back on this season and remembering the Man U game as good as it was at the time. Yeah. In, tw- yeah, yeah. in twenty-five years' time. I will still look back at that Tottenham game and say, I was in St James's when we were final up after twenty-one minutes in a fourth place
2: playoff in the Premier League. You'll be, you'll be seventy-five, man. You'll be seventy-five <laughs> in twenty-five years' time. you You're yeah. looking around. Yeah. Oh.
0: Yeah. The only thing you'll be looking back on is your Colossi bag league. <laughs> <So laughs> yeah. You'll be looking
2: back at that, mate. How could it not? How could
3: it not be game of the season in anybody's yeah, book?
0: 100%. Just before I give you mine, Lee, a little bit of fashion advice there. So, George is saying, is that an eagle comic <laughs> top? Dan, uh, pilot of the future. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> great spot, George, great spot. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm going to be, uh, you know, revert to type as well, I think, to be honest. It's uh, it's the same three games, but honourable mentions, I've got to throw it in there. I love the Everton game because of the nature of it all. All the media bump before it, you know, their flares, the bus coming in, dice talking tough. And tough. You know the, all the all the fans. I mean, you spent more time in the Twitter spaces than I think any Everton fan. league, to be honest, with you. You used to <laughs> used to get get a bit of a get a bit of a kick off that, didn't you? But you know the nature of that game, and then them them saying they're going to smash us, they're going to do this and that, and just for the lads to, to perform like they did, and Isaac just to take the piss like he did was just was just that was a great game. The West Ham game, I loved it because you mentioned uh, Wilson's podcast. Like, I'm a huge fan of it. The banter between him and Antonio after that was just absolutely superb with the Macarena and all that stuff going on. But, but yeah, the three games on a serious note for us, you've got to say the City game is, is the same as what you guys have all said. That was the game I was looking enough to be there with you, PK. That was the game where you just felt we belong in this company. This is one of the best teams on the planet. and uh, We're not just hanging with them we're taking it to them. And you could see they were, they were generally concerned about what they were facing, there were Guardiola on the sideline was thinking, "What in the hell is going on here?" And, and you're right. When Maxi turns up like that, like he did against Walker, and Walker is one of the best full-backs in the league. He's got pace, he great positional sense. He didn't know, didn't have a clue what to do with Sir Maximum that day. He was tearing him inside. Now Wilson looked electric, Trippier the leader, the free kick, everything. As I said, the only reason we didn't win that game is because we didn't have that number number six or number four in old money for you, PK. That could sit and come in and stop De Bruyne finding those passes. But yeah. just to j- just to be hanging with those guys like that was incredible. It's like a boxing match, being able to go toe-to-toe with Muhammad Ali or something. It was unbelievable. I couldn't believe we were doing it. And then, as you say, Lee, you know, I'm of an age of beating Manchester United always has a special place in my heart. I grew up hating Manchester United, as did Mark, because <laughs> they just won everything They would despise them. But the arrogance of Manchester United even... After winning a you know a short handful of games and obviously beating us in the cup final, they thought they were going to cruise up to St James's Park and just you know blow us away, and it was the total opposite. But as you guys say, the Spurs game was just next level. It really was. It was it was just something that you couldn't quite believe was happening, and it wasn't just the goals. It was the quality of the goals as well. We talked about Will, uh, Willick's ball for Isaac's goal, but everything about that looked like a looked like a Premier League winning team. That goal, but outside of the foot pass the touch, the finish. It could have been, you know, thrown back to an Henri goal for Arsenal winning the league or a, or an Andy Cole goal for Man United winning the league. It, we look like a team that could win the league in that game. So, yeah, I'm totally with you, lads. I thought them three games were utterly phenomenal, you know, but so many great memories this season from Eddie and the lads. And, you know, not that they will ever watch this, but a massive thanks to us for and everyone from uh, Ernie Newcastle perspective for giving us those moments. These lads down here go to every home game they can and some away games and they've had some unbelievable moments I've been lucky to go to a few games myself this season you know Mark and I normally watch most of them on the TV but the way the lads have played I've been proud to be a Newcastle fan this season guys and I'm pretty sure you're all the same as well so we'll just finish up with one last category maybe two last categories I'm going to go legend of the season no point in talking about it Eddie Howe Eddie Howe legend of the season he's been stiffened for manager of the year lads just a quick Quick comment about this, and we'll finish with one last category. Eddie Howe manager of the season for you, Mark?
1: Yeah, I yep. Yeah, I think I think they, there was other honorable mentions in that, but Pep's won what he should win. Really, what in terms of the job that's been done by by Eddie Howe another manager, managers? Eddie Howe, I, I think, thoroughly deserved no to be manager of the season. So, no um, no but the legend of the season, I've got to give it to Tyndall.
0: No no, goal he's goal the goal. Uns, no, no, he's the next one. You're pissing on the chips, no, man. No, no, man. Because shut, up. No. shut up, <laughs> shut up. I'm going to mute your mic. Shut up, you going to mute your mic. P.K., P.K., Eddie Howe, manager of the season for you, yes
2: or no? Eddie Howe, manager of the season, 100%. He was never going to get it with Pep, you know, winning the league as per fucking usual. But Eddie Howe, manager of the season, he improves footballers. He doesn't just buy for the sake of buying. There you go. Thank you very much. Good night.
0: Yeah, thank you very much. Good and much love, as Terry Tibbs would say. Go uh, on, to you, Lee, Who is your manager of the season, Eddie Howe? It's got to
3: be Eddie Howe, hundred percent. Howe. hundred percent. The only thing that gives me any comfort about the fact that he didn't win it is I genuinely don't think Howe will be losing any sleep whatsoever about it. Will be absolutely. I think yeah, if really Howe had good. won it, all he would have done is deflected all of the prayers onto his backroom team. It yeah. wouldn't have been Eddie Howe manager of the season. Mm-hmm. Eddie Howe would have just basically said, "Here, it's yours. You've earned it." I'm just so pleased that on Saturday, he finally sort <laughs> of gave in <laughs> and celebrated in front of the fans. It was, yeah. Clippity Clock does it every fucking week, the big teeth twat. He does. Anyhow, <laughs> <He laughs> waited until the last <laughs> game of the season when he knew he'd done his job. Don't could almost, he could take the plaudits and just say, do you know what? I've earned this. And it yeah. lasted probably 10 seconds, but that 10 seconds probably meant more to him and it meant more to I know a lot of the fans than a lot of the, what you call it, what we've seen previous this season because I just thought it was a yeah. fantastic moment. So, yeah, nailed yeah. on, 100%. But, of...
0: Yeah, speaking of playing uh, Beethoven's ninth, George, you could certainly play them on fucking plops chompers with them piano keys. <laughs> He's got no doubt about that. You could play chopsticks on them bad boys. But, uh, yeah, anyhow, for me, man of the season. If you, do, if you don't know that, go and check my rant video earlier on. 100% anyhow, man of the season. So so now, Mark, you can, you can stop pissing on my chips. Who's your unsung hero of the season, mate? Eh?
1: My my unsung hero, I've, I've got to go for... The photographer and NUFC social media admin for the pictures that piss every other oh, fan base yes. across is the
0: league. Grant, is that Grant Pringle or is that Serena or is it both of them Lee? Serena's the, the Serena's the
2: photographer, Grant yeah. is social media. So that's just
1: what it is every week, every week without fail is just a, a, just a, a list of pissed off fans from other, other clubs that just don't get it. <laughs> And it's so the, funny to watch. Did you see
0: the state of the training ground tour when the pictures are on the wall and it was yeah. winding? The Everton fans are, oh my God, they've got a picture of beating us. In. It's like we had a picture of beating everybody on there. If you have a look, mate, it was all the way down the corridor. We were getting them right pissed off. So it's a great yeah, show you're, not
3: special. you're not special. We beat everyone. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, we've got a whole corridor of pictures of pissing people off. Uh, PK, unsung hero of the year
2: for you, mate. I hadn't really thought about this one, but I'm going to go with Graham Jones. He never gets a mention.
0: show, oh, oh, poor lad.
2: You. I mean, obviously Mad Dog Tindall gets, you know, he's got his own fucking Twitter page now, and <laughs> even Eddie calls him Mad Dog, which is brilliant. And kudos to uh, to Alex and Charlotte f- from from our friends at True Faith for that. But uh, Graham Jones, I think his work probably just goes massively. Un- understated. I think he was brilliant when he came in under the uh, the fucking fat cunt we talked about. <laughs> <laughs> the Baron's. It's been, day. It? it's been a long day. Um, but I think Graham Jones for sure. I think I, the guy's clearly a talented coach. He was at England, wasn't he? So but never yeah. gets never gets any kudos. I'm sure he doesn't give a shit, but there you go. Unsung hero, Graham Jones. Absolutely.
3: Lee, Lee unsung hero for you. There's only one. Um, and it's not Tyndall, it's Jamal LaSells. I think oh. uh, Trips is your on-field captain, but whenever you talk to Trips, you always defer back to the fact that the Jamal as he calls him, is the club captain. With his name in that. <laughs> yeah, this season he's played seven games. He's played 213 minutes this season as club captain. He's never once mourned. He's never once okay. wins. He's not causing any aggro in the background. And I think that's um, just demonstrates demonstrate how strong, strong the squad is in terms of togetherness no public mourning, no unrest or anything like that just 100 percent commitment to the cause and the fact is you got two house yellow cards for trying to stop people taking thrones one at arsenal and one at st james's i think as a what do you call it captain club captain i think he's been outstanding and i think you'll be aware this summer um and i hope you'll be a good captain
0: for somebody else only he'll he'll serve somebody yeah. very well yes yeah, yeah, Can put
1: it, but Lascelles must have the 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 highest yellow card to minutes played or games <laughs> yeah, played ratio in ever definitely. in football. He has four yellow cards and two point four nineties played. I, I mean that <laughs> deserves a round of applause on
2: its so own. Oh, well, yeah. well, two of them, two him. of them. He never got on the pitch. The yeah, no, fantastic. United.
0: That, that oh, yeah. is going to be a pub quiz question, no doubt. And when, when Lee's 75 in 25 years' time and he's struggling to drink his beer through a straw, that might be a pub <laughs> quiz question me in me in the social club you're in, mate. But, uh, but I'm, go- I'm going to let the dog out because no one's let the dog out. I'm going Mad Dog. I'm going Jason Tindall, as, as you mentioned, an honourable mention, uh, Paul. That massive shout-out to the True Faith guys for coining that phrase. And Eddie's using it now, which is amazing. But Mad Dog Tindall is just brilliant. His antics on the sideline, he's just such a... He has a knack just to piss... Uh, other managers off, and, and those managers deserve it. You know the Artetas and the Crops that you know act up and to try and cause all that bother and to try and get the fourth official riled up. And you got a Mad Dog just off camera, just winding them up. This is gay, winding them up, and just uh, and just causing causing no ends of grief. And he loves it. He plays it well. Uh, to be fair as well, that's a great shout by Inspector Hector War Flags. How could we forget them? You know that's a huge shout for unsung heroes. I mean, we we praise War Flags to the hill. We've had Thomas on the show before great shout inspector Hector. Mm. they are unbelievable and I can't wait to see what those guys do next season here with European football at St James's Park it's going to be unbelievable and away as well they'll, they'll travel in numbers but yeah my unsung heroes Jason Tindall close second war flags but that's us all wrapped up guys we've gone slightly over the time we normally do but hey it is the last one of the season so it just leaves me to say on behalf of all the guys and everybody involved in the podcast we want to say thank you to everybody who's watched us this year everybody who's subbed, everybody who's liked the videos, we massively appreciate it. We've had a phenomenal year. We really enjoy doing this and talking about this brilliant club that we call United. We are going to be back next season as uh, Champions League magpies. And we might get Lee live from Barcelona on some grainy grainy video phone or something like that, but you never know what's going to happen. But we are going to have loads of content over the summer with the transfers and everything else. So until then, everybody, breathe, rest, relax, enjoy this mint season and we're going to catch you all uh, on the next evermore next season. See you later, everybody. Thank
2: you. Cheers. Cheers
0: Bye.